your well your you are a yoga teacher and you teach a very a very unique way um i think your one of your strength is to hold the space for a deep relaxation for others mm -hmm. um, and also you are very inviting that everyone go at their own rhythm and it really feels like an exploration right a time for connecting to the body Uh, so not not performance orient, oriented and and the relaxation is out of this world right it, it, just for the nervous system I think yeah, it's one of your gift so how how did you come to learn all of that about your very unique way to hold the yoga class thank you well I couldn't describe myself so beautifully again about what I do. So I'm grateful. I will ask you to write it for me when I need. <laughs> so um, when maybe I will make my website. <laughs> my pleasure to help. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, noticed quite early in my yoga practice that uh, relaxation really does the magic. In the beginning, I was very physically oriented, uh, getting these postures like headstand, handstand. I was chasing achievement, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I need to learn handstand. And I was doing it so many times. I hurt my wrist. I couldn't do any yoga for half a year except sun salutation, you know? And some postures not involving the wrist. So again, like I wanted to hurry. And I got a limitation, like, you know, go slower. It's again what Saturn does. <laughs> He doesn't let me rush. <laughs> He commands the, the tempo, like the pace. Mm -hmm. And I noticed after each yoga class that relaxation is what really does it for me. Why I go to the practice. This kind of inner kind of inner nectar that just pours into your being and you feel really nourished deeply relaxed full of energy energized and alert so you're not uh, dull and like heavy maybe sometimes you would fall asleep in relaxation but most of the times really rejuvenating nourishing energizing Um, and the consciousness got really clear. Uh, I uh, noticed that, and I was lucky that I started with Shivananda yoga teacher training because in many yoga traditions or practices, they don't even do relaxation. And in Shivananda, it was a really important scene at the beginning and the end of the class. So I was lucky to go into the right path in that way. Um, when I did, uh, after two years of Shivananda teacher training, I did a few Vinyasa flow sh Shiva Ray teacher trainings. Then she actually said it, the relaxation is the time when connection to the great spirit happens, when you connect to something bigger than yourself, when that's uh, this journey of consciousness happens. 
and this is what every yoga practice is about. And as soon as she said it, I understood why relaxation for me felt like that all the time. You know, like I consciously just didn't really realize that that was the most important part for me. Probably if you would ask me, I would say other parts of class are more important, but Shivari helped me to realize that relaxation is the most important part in a way how it uh, influences your consciousness. And that's what yoga is all about, yeah? to get the healing wholeness in your consciousness. So I started practicing at home a lot of relaxation, yoga nidra, it's a special uh, practice of extreme relaxation. I noticed I got into the states of consciousness, awareness that were like fascinating. Mm -hmm. I realized who I truly am. I started being aware of the energies of the mind, unconscious mind, conscious mind, you know, and I kind of used it as escape from my daily life that I didn't like so much. And I started escaping into deep relaxations. <laughs> <laughs> there it was so much fun and beautiful and, and amazing magic and in daily life it's just responsibilities and kind of boring yeah? <laughs> so also you need to get that luck to have boring daily life so you start searching for some escape out of here <laughs> <laughs> that's probably how i found uh, my uh, dimension of relaxation Mm -hmm. And now you can bring everyone into your, <laughs> you can escape too. <laughs> I think I it's, a, it's, it's an escape from the, from a two switch on nervous system, right? It's yeah. a break. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because Shivananda Yoga is focused on nervous system, uh, the health of the spine where the main energy channel runs and and the spinal nerves yeah mm -hmm. goes into the brain and when we are constantly under pressure in daily life even if we do it to ourselves what we have to do um, nervous system never relaxes and then if we have a lot of tension gathered after many years, we get sick, disease, energetical disease, because tension blocks the flow of life force, the flow of energy. And then when where energy cannot flow, it gets blocked and disease happens. That was actually one of the insights that I saw during uh, our uh, and uh, experience of ayahuasca, I saw, uh, it was exactly the time when I was practicing too much handstand and my wrist got hurt. I saw when I drank ayahuasca, how 
in my wrist. It, it's like a disease because energy is not flowing because it broke. The flow broke by sudden movement. And I just saw it clearly and I realized, okay, as soon as energy flow is blocked, disease happens. As soon, like either by physical harm that is more heavy or even by unconscious tens tensed body parts. And when it's just tension, it's like the first signal, if we ignore it, we can start breaking things, right? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> just mm -hmm. thinking out loud. And um, maybe not always it works like that, but um, yeah, maybe I was putting a lot of pressure on myself with achievement. Mm -hmm. I experienced a lot of tension that I had to learn these difficult postures and I hurt my wrist because I blocked a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I I, uh, I remember last time I visited you, it was already more than two years ago, I think. But um, but you got up and then you went on your mat and then you did 10 minutes and you already shared with me that you had changed your mindset about yoga and that now it was, it was more a work of presence and less a work of performance. I think our minds are really trained to be performance i mean it's, it's the whole with with schools and that's how they really train competition uh comparison right it's always compare the, the entertainment and the media industry is also like that with celebrities or social media is also by comparison right then creating idea of lack or, or whatever it is so i think for me i notice also the the progress in how I softened my mind and created more fluidity and kind of, yeah, be, yeah, it's um, less constricted, just more, more round, round space inside. Yeah, exactly. Nobody told me I had to learn to do handstand, but I saw it on social media a lot. A lot of yogis were doing it. And I thought, well, I also want to know how to do it. And put that pressure on myself now i still cannot do it and i don't even feel like i have to <laughs> mm -hmm. i was never able to do to do them but i've been able to do many other things in yoga you know maybe my strength where flexibility for sure i can go further than other people if we are into comparison because maybe i'm I'm, I relax so that's one of my strengths that's how my that's how I'm made already so so I can find maybe deepening in that and and some other things are harder like a harm strength or some yeah just a, maybe just a core core a work or these kind of things so it's it's nice to it's nice to explore and train different things it's complex to our relationship with it yeah yeah and of course uh, when you go to a yoga class and it's a full class like 25 students the, uh, i i went to really advanced classes of ashtanga yoga of like there are different levels i took always the hardest levels 
Uh, <laughs> I was quite fanatic about yoga. And uh, of course, it didn't help me to relax about it. I saw a lot of students more advanced and they can all do it. And I can't, you know, and I felt, mm -hmm. hey, something is wrong. Wow. <laughs> it's interesting because we ourselves are putting ourselves in that context where we ourselves get a general feeling of how we perceive ourselves. But if we were to make a different choice, we would experience the world completely, this reality completely different. So it's really about which choice and where to go and where to tune our little antenna. Amazing insight, yes. And that's what my Rahu in the fourth house does. Fourth house is also our environment where we can grow and get nourished. The Rahu there means it's new territory for me. So I'm learning how to put myself in an environment that actually helps me to grow. And at that time, I put myself in an environment where I, it wasn't possible to grow, or I would think I would grow, but it actually was an energetical disease, you know? Mm -hmm. Telling myself I'm not good enough because I cannot do all those postures. And I thought I would grow if I did those postures. Well, actually, I would grow if I just would listen to my comfort feeling. Is this environment making me feel comfortable? I would grow much faster, you know? Good insight. I didn't have this insight up to now, yeah. I know. I, 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 when, you, when you share that story, I... Um, I, I have the impression I picked the insight also from your field, like um, mm. like like um, like something dormant for sure. But uh, I can I can relate. It's how the mind works. It's how this whole reality works. Mm -hmm. So if we pay attention, we can really. I think when you know when we are in our thirties, it's different from our our twenties. We already have learned and kind of notice a few things about ourselves or where we treat ourselves with too much rigor or where we kind of are not so kind with ourselves. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I got kind of limitations that I couldn't, you know, keep up with those high expectations of myself. Again, I was lucky my Saturn stopped me like enough, you know? slow down <laughs> I slowed down and yeah um, it can get to a point that you really keep hurting your body constantly as a yoga teacher I followed some yoga teachers online who constantly posted about injuries and no matter how many years they never learned they kept getting injuries and uh, I think it's important to take it as a signal early like okay i have an injury it means you know i need to slow down <laughs> maybe do less intense practice yeah so again mm -hmm. you know, it feels like very limiting like i cannot do what i want to do but after afterwards you see okay well it was blessing in disguise 
<laughs> that's how Saturn works. <laughs> he limits us and actually it's a blessing. Yeah, it, it helps you. Maybe it's an invitation to get yourself out of your own conditioning and then you're forced to explore something else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I would keep going. <laughs> right. We go with the, with the conditioning for sure. Yeah. Uh, when I was studying at school at, at Lyceum and University, I had to get the best grades. Uh, not that my parents demanded it of me. I expected it of me. And the same with yoga, I thought I had to do the hardest postures, you know, because when I start doing something, I feel like I need to go to the highest level of it. But with Vedic astrology, I don't have it anymore. Now I just know that my strength is in knowing the basics, but in a very deep way. So I don't even need technical complicated stuff to really help the person with insight or confirm who they are so they feel more confident. You know, it, I took that pressure off myself. Otherwise I could be studying much more complicated technical stuff and I would not be getting any happier from it. You know? mm -hmm. Yes, and I, 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 from from everyone I cross path with that is teaching Vedic astrology or astrology in general, you are the one that I understand the most because you speak a language that is sentient, right? You you word it in a comprehensive manner with feelings, with uh, practical things, clear. And so it doesn't become too complex that we don't get lost in concept if we don't have a lot of knowledge about astrology, which can be the case with too many words. And then you're just missing the whole meaning of the sentence, which with you, I remember in September, you kind of announced that there was like a window of two weeks, I think, between a new moon and a full moon where the energy were more inviting to be playful and enjoy inv inviting us in enjoyment and um yeah playfulness and i really kept that first i i remembered i understood straight away and then i observed and then i applied to you know and it, it was really really true so you know and i remember it still so it left a, a big imprint on me Yes, it was a full moon in Purva Falguni nakshatra of Leo. And Purva Falguni is about enjoying life. It's like the king who has his kingdom and now he can just relax and enjoy. So more relaxing, more playful, like a lion who is just delighting in his own kingdom around him like look at my kingdom and i can just relax now you know so that kind of energy is purva falguni nakshatra and uh, in leo and uh, yeah that was definitely time to just be playful about your power feeling your power delighting in it uh, but um as to um 
my language. Thank you for saying that because it's been my journey how to not make it sound dry, but connect it more to feeling and to deeper meaning. It's like translation work. Um, I, I studied also the interpreter at university. And I always like to interpret things, translate things. So now I always translate from deeper reality into this reality. But at the beginning, I felt it was nobody could understand me because um, maybe I wasn't connecting it with any feeling or any deeper uh, meaning. People would tell me, I listened to your video about astrology. I believe you know what you're saying, but I cannot follow what you are saying. You know, they couldn't understand. And now that you tell me that you actually understand me better than other astrologers, it's like, <laughs> you know, for me, it's been my conscious work on it and really good that it's noticed. Yeah, I, I still wonder when I read my own posts about astrology, would people even understand anything or not? It's hard uh, when you consciously work on connecting it to the heart, yeah, because Rahu is a force means I could be very intelligent in my mind, but missing connection to the heart, like in the beginning of my life. And that's why I felt restless in my heart often because I couldn't find that connection. Uh, like everything was right around me. I was okay. Everything was just perfect, but I felt restless. Something like mm -hmm. essence was missed. And uh, if I speak out of that state, it sounds perfect, scientifically perfect, but it doesn't touch the heart, you know? And that's mm -hmm. uh, beautiful. Um, um, I don't want to say purpose or achievement because I'm not anymore chasing any achievement, but beautiful development, evolutionary journey to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think one of your strengths also is that you always link something from your daily life, you know, from your daily observation. So we know it's fresh from today. And then you give example and then you mix everything together. You stay and then you stay not too long and then you, 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 you. So it, it kind of is like a whole package and uh, a very sentient package. So it's, um, yeah, I, um, I really enjoy it. And I, it's non-predictable too, because it's going to be with your reality. So you, there is something very unique you know, with your own journey, your own where your mind is leading you, and then you're gonna create something out of that because you're gonna link things together, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I always uh, liked to notice astrology or yoga in daily life. Even when I created my first Facebook yoga page, I, I called it Yoga in Life. Ananda Shakti Yoga in Life. 
I already knew I have to show yoga in life, not on the mat only, disconnected from life. And the same with astrology. I feel like if I cannot use it in my daily life and in little details, if I cannot see it, what's the point? Yeah, it just then remains intellectual idea that you can never apply. So why do you need to even know it? Like, like we were talking about clothes today and how it's a harder layer of skin, tough skin, Capricorn, crocodile yeah? has hard skin. Capricorn has tough skin, nobody can hurt him. So, you know, that detail, seeing how it works in our talk, it gives feeling of wonder, like, wow, we're connected to something out there and it's in us, flows through us and gets into our life manifested in physical reality. Yeah, that's like wonder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you mentioned that you were an interpreter and I, I, I was studying too, translation and interpretation. So when you were saying that, I was like, oh, right. I think people who, are, who have psychic gift are generally gifted at mm -hmm. translating, right? Though at school, sometimes they really want you to learn a very non-adventurous way. But I do that a lot in translating from French to English and even adding subtitles, but I'm very much more free in the way that I, that I do that, what was taught in school. But I think what, what you need is the, the feeling, the sentence of it, and then to translate that. Yeah, yeah, indeed, you are always translating in two languages, and not only the languages, but the deeper realities you perceive, translate them into words. Yes. Probably this is the work yeah, of everyone who's been into deeper reality, and wants to show it to others. Mm -hmm. How do you show it? It's Mercury rules communication and also interpretation. And Mercury builds a bridge, you know? You've been there and you came back and all these people haven't been there. And you think, how am I gonna build this bridge? And uh, of course, to everyone, you need a different bridge, yeah? Because uh, whatever you describe in words, they hear it differently. <laughs> Basically, you can never really show them what you see, but I hope it's possible. I hope such super gift we can reach at some point that we can actually show what we see to others. <laughs> but again, it's not always necessary, but uh, to, to show them how to get there, you know? In, in yoga, yoga masters used to say that we point into the direction and we cannot name it where you can come, but we can point into the direction. 
because it is beyond any words. But you know, to do this work, to put into words, into language, that what you see, which which is beyond. Imagine what a beautiful gift that is. You definitely have it. Yeah, I watch your videos and I listen to your speaking and I already get beyond, taken into some beyond the reality right away. And I don't even want your video to stop then. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think it takes time to translate, right? You cannot do it maybe instantly, but you can do it especially if you come back to that point and you try to understand it and you're asking, you know, you want, you want, it's a work also on memory, right? Mm -hmm. uh, to see beyond what appeared. And, um, and I think you, you also translate that mm -hmm. in what you teach. And as me, you also try to come back to the practical of the daily reality. And I think that's a strength because that's how every one of us, we can transform our, our daily reality, our life with the small details that are not so, so much of a detail in the end, if we really look at what it is.